I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast Thing 2021. Baby, oh yeah. Welcome to Luke's massive storytelling podcast thing. My name is Luke and this is my thing. Um, so what's going on? Today's episode is, well this week for me is a challenge week. I like to do seven day story challenges. They give me a week to thrash through some different projects. Uh, in the past we've published short stories on KDP, on Amazon. Uh, we've made short films um, I don't know what else we've done. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Uh, but this week we we are going to be doing something a little bit different. We are going to be accomplishing two things. We uh, one, we are going to scratch my itch to make a game because I really want to make a game. And two, we are going to create something that could be a really amazing ten-minute gaming experience for my portfolio. You know, something that I can uh, put on my CV and when I'm applying for these jobs to, to write for games, I can say, check out this amazing bad boy game extravaganza. You're gonna, It's going to blow your mind off. And hopefully the mind isn't too blown off. Uh, they'll still be able to give me the job. So the history here. Um, February last year, I think it was about February last year, I did an online course all about making games um, and the very 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 first um, module of that course was to make a text adventure game a text adventure game even um, and I I did it it was a struggle I spent three days on it and I made a little game called you're going to die exclamation mark on the end uh, I made I kind of wrote the text adventure aspects of it on the fly. So that kind of stuff came. It wasn't very well thought out at all. I didn't think about it at all. I wasn't second guessing anything. Because the main um, aspect of that that was challenging me was like learning how to program, learning how to use the game engine. And I remember spending uh, about two hours um, just trying to add a font. When I was working on that game. A font. You think that'd be dead easy, but it really wasn't. Well, so now cut to a year and a little bit, 18 months later or something like that. I've got a lot more experience making games. I've got a lot more experience programming. So I'm going to try and use this experience to remake You're Going to Die. Well, now I've got a more than 
18 months of experience programming and making games. I kind of know what I'm doing on that aspect now. Um, and I've made several games since. But You're Going to Die has always struck me as the most fun. It's a really silly, bizarro text adventure game. And I think it's a really good showcase of my sensibilities, who I am as a, as a creator. Um, the only thing is, the game in its current state it's like a, it's a bit of an unpolished mess, to be honest. So the challenge this week, I am going to make You're Going to Die from scratch, and I'm going to use everything I've learned uh, to make an awesome text adventure extravaganza so when applying for jobs, I can explode a mind or two. That's the challenge. That should be easy, right? We shall see. Day one. Um... It's going, it's going, it's been going pretty well so far. I've spent about three hours, I think, working on the game. Um, text adventure games are all about branching narratives. Sorry, I don't even know if text adventure is the right phrase, to be honest. I think it's more of an interactive fiction. That's probably what uh, this, this comes under. Um, interactive fiction games are all about branching narratives. A single choice in a game is like a fork in the road that splits the narrative in two and if you think about the se a second layer of choices uh, that doubles up the narrative again and again and again and again every choice you add just adds a whole other avenue of of words to write of choices to make so you have to kind of be careful when you're working on an interactive fiction game um, you don't you don't want to go crazy and get yourself tangled up in a branching in branching webs of nonsense and it's very very easy to do so what I'm doing today um, there's an amazing simple piece of software called twine twine is it says here is an open source tool for telling interactive non-linear stories you don't need to write any code to create a simple story with twine but you can extend your stories with variables conditional logic images blah 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 boring we don't care about that kind of stuff. We're not going to be using Twine to make the final uh, game. We're using Twine to prototype the narrative aspects of this game. Uh, so I spent, I'm going to say, two hours today copying over everything I had from the, from the last time I made this game. And I've been adding it all into Twine, prototyping it, running through it to make sure all the choices work, polishing bits and pieces, adding up a couple of jokes here and there. Um, and I've also created a brand new project in Unity. If you listen to this and you're just you're a writer, and you're not interested in game making. Um, don't worry, I'm not going to go too technical on 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 this podcast. Unity is basically um, so again, it's a free piece of software, and Unity, the best way I can describe it is it compiles the game. So you you add in a bit of code, you add in some uh, images some little characters, some, um, I already said code. <laughs> Basically, you take all these little elements, you put them into Unity, and Unity is what is what you use to build the game. It's the engine that powers the game. And from there, you can compile it to a game that people can play on their PC, Mac, phone, PlayStation 4. Even It even supports VR, amazingly. Um, so I created a new project in Unity, 
My idea is to create a kind of 3D interactive fiction experience. Um, and I want to... I tell you what, if, if you've ever played the game What Remains of Edith Finch, I think you'll get a better idea of what I'm talking about. It's an amazing game. If you're, into, if you're a storyteller, or if you're a writer, and you're interested in new ways to tell stories, you have to play What Remains of Edith Finch. There's, there's, a, there's a, a scene in that game... It's, um, I'll just say it's the tuna canning scene. And it's one of the most powerful bits of storytelling I've experienced in years. It's absolutely amazing. Um, so what that does is that there's not too much going on on the screen on that particular game. Uh, and there won't be an amazing amount going on on the screen in my game. But I want to use audio and extra bits of... Let's say you're, you're on a screen and you're just working through the text and then it's a deaf screen maybe you'll hear some deaf screams or you know some nice stabbing sounds and there'll be bits of blood or something um, peppering the uh, the, sc- uh, the computer screen as you're playing it that kind of thing um, not specifically that but that's my idea to kind of make it appear like an a more normal, a more standard interactive fiction game then as you play it you start to realise that the the game um, the visuals the audio, the special effects, it all kind of interacts with what's happening within the story so that's the idea Um, it's, we've got a long way to go (laughs) to get to that, I'm not too sure if I'll be able to make it as polished as I want to within, uh, within seven days, but we shall see Right, I'll update you tomorrow. Hey guys, this is going to be a really quick update. It's now Wednesday, uh, Wednesday evening. Um, I've managed to migrate most of the text that I've written in Twine over into this system I built into Unity. I thought it was a pretty good system. It's all going well. I managed to make it so I just had to basically copy and paste these bits of text in add the interactivity um, and it was working really really well I managed to get 80% of the text in and then Unity started throwing up some crazy errors about how it didn't have enough uh, texture space or, or some <laughs> some something technical that I didn't quite understand and when it, it turned out that I'd set the fonts in the game huge like you know in a book most fonts are about 12 point these fonts were like 200 uh, font point which is okay when you've only got 3 or 4 words like that but we're talking I don't know a fair few words at 200 font point which is massive and unnecessary as well because um, you could just have smaller font and zoom the camera the game camera towards the text if that makes sense it doesn't you don't get any loss of quality, not really. I guess if you went really small on the text, like eight point, you would start to see the pixelization. Pixelation? That's the one. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I can't finish copying all the text over because now when, I, when I'm previewing the game, bits of text like characters like peas are just suddenly disappearing because the game engine doesn't isn't able to build and compile that much text at that size font so what I'm having to do now 
is go back through a bunch of stuff I've already done and basically redo it from scratch at a much smaller scale. Uh, so it's not too bad, but it's taking ages, so it's mind-numbing. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's not fun, I'll be honest. Um, but we're getting there. It's just one of those things, I'm afraid. Sometimes, sometimes it, it's just work. Sometimes it's just work. So I've got, uh, I've got plenty to do. Alright, I'll talk to you in a bit. Bye. Okay, hey, um, so I've kind of... Wait, what day is it? Did I record? I think I... Re no, I didn't record yesterday. Okay, so it's now Thursday, 8 o'clock, um, and I've managed to get to the point where the game is essentially a game. You know, it has a start point, it has all the different options and bits that can happen, and it has an end point. We have a minimum viable product, a minimum viable version of the game. Um, and I'll be honest, I was worried we weren't going to get to this point. Basically, the bug that I mentioned in the previous recording uh, was getting worse, uh, to the point where random half the letters would just disappear from the screen as you were playing the game. Um, and I figured it out today, uh, base... So, how best to describe this? Basically, you've got, let's say, 100 states in the game. Each state um, has a portion of text um, displayed uh, or rendered um, in the game engine. Uh, I had it at the time where um, all the 130 states would be rendered no matter what, even if you couldn't see it. Even if we were on state 70, the states from... 1 to 69 and 71 to 130 were all still being rendered somewhere else and it and it was kind of pointless because you couldn't even see it so <clears throat> I managed to sort of build a little system where you would only it would only render uh, the bits of text that were being seen at that very moment if that makes sense um, yeah I mean it sounds like an obvious answer and it is but uh, sometimes when, you, when you're making these things you, you don't know what the answer is and you're it's just fumbling your way around in the dark until finally it, it it clicks which is part of the fun really it's a you know it's a lot of problem there's a lot of problem solving involved in game design so what we have now the the very 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 basic version of the game now i can finally start to try and add some some interesting elements to it and maybe don't have as much time as I would have liked. I do think maybe I should have just made the game in Twine. Uh, Twine, as I've mentioned before, is a very simple, very easy to use text adventure interactive fiction uh, engine. It's dead easy to use. You basically just write in it and then you build hyperlinks between the different states. So all I've done is basically rebuilt Twine on my own from scratch in a different game engine and just found that it's really difficult <laughs> and takes so much time only because I wanted more control of the presentation I want to be able to add different elements different uh, sound effects and, and um, visual effects and yeah so I've made it a much much harder on myself than I meant to but oh there we go we're on our way now we're cooking with gas as they say
Hey guys, it's Saturday, four o'clock. I have the rest of today and tomorrow to finish this game, and I'm starting to think that I've bitten off much, much more than I could chew. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if there is. By the end of tomorrow, there will be a game that I can export from Unity and people can play it and it will be a version of this game. But I don't think it will be quite as polished or quite as polished as I was hoping, to be perfectly honest. The, I don't know. I think those technical hiccups earlier in the week really took a lot of time away from me um, yeah, this might be the first 7 day story challenge that I actually fail to a, to a degree like I said it's kind of, there will be something that comes out of this and I'm really happy that it's taken such a huge step forward but I've, I feel like this game could be really really fun and really good but I don't think the the final version will be done by to, by the end of tomorrow there's just there's just so much tinkering left to do and polishing. Yeah. If I wanted to be that portfolio piece that I wanted this to be, then I'm really gonna struggle for tomorrow. We'll see. I already feel like my mind is just empty. Blank. Just white noise in there at the minute. Alright, let's see how we do. Hey guys, it's Sunday. Uh, evening I've got I don't know about three hours left of time to, to work on this game um, and I'm quite comfortable to I will quite confidently say that I have made something <laughs> and I think I'm going to put it on and if you want to give it a go I'm going to put a link to a download in the show notes I'll only do a Mac build because I don't have a Windows system to test um, this build on currently. Um, if you do play it, I would just say, you know, it's weird because when I when I first set out to do this challenge, the whole point was to create um, a game that that I can confidently send to uh, potential employers or or reviewers or whoever. And you know to put a best foot forward, um, and I think I'm on my way to accomplishing that. Um, what I, I was thinking about this earlier. What I want to do is I want to be able to say, "Hey, um, if you want to read a book, I have this book coming out called The Run Fantastic. It's the best thing I've ever written. I would, you know, I would I would read that. I would be completely comfortable with someone reading that." Um, because I'm extremely happy with what it is, what it says about me as, as a person, as a creator. And then I'd say, if you want to see one of my short films, go check out Doghouse, the animation I made, or Keith. Those films, I think, are quality. I think anyone can get into them. I think show a lot of about who I am, my personality, my soul, and, and who I am as a creator. And then I want to be able to say, hey, if you want to check out a game I made, check out this game that I'm making right now. And it's, I really want to get it to the point where where I feel the same. I feel I 
feel that it would be as good, or if not better, than those that the short films I've made and the books I've written. And yeah, which unfortunately, this, we're just not there yet. As I'm making, as I'm adding these sort of final details and bits and pieces to this game I'm working on, I just feel like it, it needs more more time in the oven. It feels like a first draft, which I guess isn't isn't uh, isn't terrible to have. I'm a week further along than I would be if I hadn't spent a week working on this game, uh, but it has been pretty all-encompassing. Those technical issues really set me back. I um, I've spent so many hours on this game this week. I mean, on the plus on the plus side. Is because I've just really enjoyed working on it. I keep, I keep sitting down to work on it, and I just lose hours. Um, they just they just disappear into like a into a into a timely black hole because I just can't stop working on it. And I think that's that's probably a good thing, right? I mean, it's because I'm in a, in a sort of flow state and I'm enjoying the process and I'm enjoying tinkering. But at the same time, just about everything else in my life has been playing second fiddle this week. I've not been you know, do my usual routine for tidying the house in, in the way I would normally do. I've, I mean, my desk at the minute that I'm working on, that I'm recording this on right now, is an absolute tape, a tip even, is an absolute tip. So, yeah, it's pos- pluses and minuses, I guess, you know. It is all-encompassing, and it's fun to have a fresh week like this a seven day story challenge where I talked about this a long time ago where it feels like your life becomes binary ones and zeros ones is are you working towards the project zeros are you not and you just you everything gets gets passed through that filter am I working on the game or am I not I need to be working on the game um, so that's where we're at at the minute I definitely feel pretty exhausted and I've got like three hours to go and I've still got to do... I've still got to make a home screen. <laughs> I mean, like a menu screen. There's loads of audio stuff that I wanted to do that I've just not had a chance to do. Loads of special effects and particles that I wanted to add that I've just not had time to do. Um, some elements, like the... Simple things like the cursor. I wanted to have the cursor respond in a certain way to interaction, which I've lost hours trying to figure out, which I've not been able to do. I've just had to just cancel that delete that feature because it was wasting too much time so yeah so that's where we're at I think um, I'm pretty happy with how it's coming together but I think I'm going to I'm going to do a build today I'm going to put the put it on pause let you guys play it if you want to put the project in pause I need to do some writing um, so I need to catch up on some other bits and pieces <clears throat> and then I will um, come back to this with fresh eyes with renewed vim and vigor and I will get it to the point where it needs to be but I don't so is this a fail yet? I don't know I haven't hit I haven't hit the target that I was aiming for but we're much much closer than we were a week ago so I don't know and I am exporting a finished, well, a playable game. So, yeah, you know, I failed in some aspects and I won in some others. What, what are you going to do? 
All right. <laughs> okay. Well, who knows what happens in the next three hours? It might all come together like magic. I'll let you know. Wait. This is the Luke speaking of the following Monday evening. And it didn't really come together like magic. Not really. We exported a build that's playable, that is somewhat fun. And we had a big adventure of a week. And then today I've been extremely tired. But I'm glad I did it. Always going to be pushing the boat out wherever possible. So what about you guys? If you had to do a seven day story challenge, what would you do? Would you try and write 10,000 words in a week? Would you try and make a short film with some friends on your iPhone in a week? I don't know. Me, I tried to make a game in a week. And... <laughs> I, I made a game. Let's say that. I made a game. Not quite the game that I was... Not quite the game that I set out to make. So thanks for listening. The music in today's episode was provided by Tom Robson and Chris Zabriskie. You can go follow me and my work at lukecondor.com. That's K-O-N-D-O-R. Be sure to join the newsletter. I have a book coming out very soon. Next week will be a break week for me. Um, and then I've got a couple of interviews lined up. So there'll be a couple more interview episodes. And then, yeah. All right. Let's leave it at that. I'll speak to you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 